0: Good morning, Pat Ziemer here. Welcome to the MagnaWave office hours for this Tuesday morning. We come to you each Tuesday, or pretty much each Tuesday, to answer your questions and uh, give you the answers that you're looking for with regard to PEMF, training, uh, protocols, machines, whatever it may be. PEMF is a a topic that's uh, in discussion a lot today. Uh, It's a topic, uh, it's a modality that has increased over the years, and so certainly uh, as it becomes more visible, more used, uh, has more momentum, there will be more questions, and a lot of those questions are going on. As you know, there's questions, uh, there's things taking place right now in the state of New York with regard to the thoroughbreds that we can address if you'd like to talk about that. Uh, certainly, there's uh, things happening in the uh, area of California at uh, Santa Anita, and a lot of things need to be discussed there that people are, people are talking about. So we're certainly here to answer your questions. So if you have those questions, you can send us a text. Let me pull that number out, 502-599. 999722 is a number that you can text. Send me a text to that number uh, with your name and then I will call you back and uh, we can have that discussion uh, about whatever question you would like to uh, have an answer to or that you would like to discuss. Uh, so again, that's text your question or your name to 502-599-9722, and uh, we'd be happy to approach your questions and get you the answers that you're that you're looking for. Okay, I want to look down here and see a couple things coming up. Let me do that real quick. Uh, Certainly uh, next week at this time, Monday, this coming Monday, I have a meeting with Dr. Oz in New York. Uh, That should be an exciting time to where we will be. uh, We were asked to attend uh, this meeting. Uh, It's a mentoring type of meeting where he would like to have an update on where PEMF is, where PEMF has gone or come as it has grown uh, throughout the years. As you remember, he did a program back in 2011 uh, about PEMF and covered a lot of various topics and it really kind of changed the game for us. Uh, we started back in 2007 and things were fine and we were growing and, and people were learning to, about the therapy but Dr. Oz came along, had the program and really for the first time gave us a stamp of approval for this type of therapy and how it was used. At that time they were probably Uh, There were several items that were already FDA approved, but kind of on the back burner, kind of for uh, things that weren't talked about much. But when Dr. Oz had his program in 2011, it really changed the game. It created some momentum. It created somebody for us to say, uh, has validated where we were going. Now, certainly, there are questions about that. He's a commercial company, and he's doing these programs, and and you know you can talk about all that all day long. But the reality of it is, his program. He had Dr. Pollock on. One of our machines uh, from our manufacturer was shown and talked about on the program. So that was cool because we could highlight that in the video in the video, and certainly talk about the the. Uh, uh, the value of that particular device that was being discussed. Dr. Pollack was with him, who I have often felt is the guru, the, uh, the godfather of PEMF in the country today, because as a contemporary and, and someone who's studied it most of his career and been a uh, supporter of PEMF, Dr. Pollack uh, was a great person to have on the, on the program. We have worked with Dr. Pollack over the years and, in fact, are referencing some of his uh, materials that he produced for us and wrote to us uh, when we had an initial situation with the FEI uh, regarding the devices uh, back in, I don't know, 2000, probably around the same time, 2011, 2012, uh, when the FEI first began to look at. PEMF and they compared it to Shockwave and that whole thing. I'm kind of rambling there a little bit. But anyway, that program changed things. We were invited to come back and meet with Dr. Roz and mentor about where PMF is, how, how it has grown, how it is used. Certainly today, a big game changer a couple of years ago was the Optune device when it became FDA clear and FDA approved for the treatment of glioblastoma brain tumors. Uh, and it has been it proven to be a very successful device that it doesn't necessarily cure the cancer or anything like that, but it sure retards the growth, sure helps the uh, reduction of the inflammation of the tumors with that particular device. And people have uh, many people have experienced very good results uh, as after having used and currently using that device. I was at a soccer match the other night and walked into the stadium, and there was a young man uh, going to the soccer game wearing an Optune uh, cap, and it's a cap that they put on. It, It looks like a stocking cap, basically, or the caps that a lot of the people wear today, and it's filled with magnetic coils, and they've got an apparatus they wear, and they wear it all day long and that's the function of it. And it is, it's a low-powered, it's low-voltage, low-frequency uh, unit that is uh, worn, as I said, all day long. And as you know, that's the primary difference between high-voltage and low-voltage is the length of time that you utilize it. You can either do it for long periods of time or shorter periods of time. The high-voltage machines are shorter periods of time, which fits well in many people's schedule and they don't have the capability of wearing something all day long or it's uncomfortable or whatever the situation may be so we're next monday we're going to be with dr oz and uh, uh, going to go to one of his programs that they're taping, uh, meet with him um, privately with a group of uh, four other people and uh, give the updates that he's looking for. And we'll see where that goes. Uh, it's not a pitch for the show, but it could become a, a show type of uh, question and answer type session that may un- ensue at a later time so we're excited about that that's monday and we'll certainly bring you up to speed on that as we go forward i'm not sure about tuesday uh and a program it depends how things develop in new york for us uh what we'll be doing uh after the monday evening um meeting with Dr. Oz. But, so that's what's going on. If you have any questions about that, simply send your question. Send me a text to 502-599-9722. I will phone you back and we can have that conversation. If you have a question you'd like to ask, simply put it in the chat box and we'll take a look at it and give you the answer that you're looking for. Let me see here. I do have a couple of things that uh, um person has asked what about the insurance company many folks are using. It's hands-on trade is the insurance company that a lot of folks are using for for their uh, liability insurance. The AOPP, uh, as we've talked about in the past that we're supporting and uh, members of, uh, is going to, as their membership develops, will be able to have... Uh, They've put things in place to be able to offer insurance directly through the AOPP, which is the Association of PEMF Professionals. You can visit that site at pemfprofessionals.com and uh, be able to um, learn more about the AOPP and and how it can be of benefit to you as a practitioner. We do have someone that's got a question for us, so let me uh, pick up the phone here and and, uh, come on, bring it down. Okay, so let's dial. So we'll see what we have going on here. I think I got everything in place. Okay. So we're ringing them up and we're going to have Is some this other. Dinner? Yes, Pat Zemer here with MagnaWave. How can I help you?
1: Hey, Pat. Um, so I have a question. Yes, ma'am. Um, I've been trying to work a lot of shows lately, Uh and I show up, and there's other machines there, not MagnaWave, but from other companies. Uh And when people walk up to me and they say, okay, what makes you better than, you know, the other girl on the other side or with that other machine? um, How do you go about answering those? Because I don't want to bash at the companies. I'd rather just say why MagnaWave stood out to me, you know?
0: Well, to me, the short, and that's a great question, and certainly everybody has their background, they have their support, and they have their training. Uh, The short answer would be you want to talk about the training that you've participated in, the certification program, the number of people that are supporting you, that if you came in to this particular person's barn and they had a question for you about anything related to PEMF, you could give them an answer. You can go back and search the protocols. I would pull up, if you have the app on your phone, I'd open the app up and I'd go to guidelines and I'd show them here's all the guidelines that we have available to us. We're working every day with our training people at MagnaWave to establish guidelines to create ways and protocols to better work with your horses. That doesn't mean necessarily that I'm any better than the person across the way, but I have got this training. Uh, no, I don't want to say better, that's a poor choice of words, I need to think that one through. That doesn't necessarily, uh, what that does is that allows me to show you the depth of training that we have at MagnaWave, and so while the therapy is good, you need to select someone that you're comfortable with, that has the support, that will be beneficial to you as a client. That's what you want to tell
1: Okay. Okay, perfect. Does that help? Awesome. Now, now think, yes, sir, it does. Think
0: that through, uh, this this will be back up, perhaps you could watch it again, but that's basically what you want to tell them. You've got a depth of training, you've got a support module behind you, you've got someone that you can call on the spot, which is the case 95% of the time, that you could dial the office and talk to Aaron, or right. talk to me, or talk to Elaine, and put it on speaker and let your client hear the support that you have behind them. That's what sets you apart, is that you're very deep into what what's going on. Other people can tell you that. Ask them what's going on. Ask them the depth. Ask them the support. Ask them how long they've been around. We've been around. I've been doing this since 2002. So you can say we've been involved with this since 2002, which is correct. And uh, that's longer than most anybody uh, in the country. There are people that have been involved with EMF for a long time and some longer than I for certain but I've been doing it for a long time and learning it and studying it and relaying that information to you as our practitioner right
1: okay awesome thank you so much I appreciate
0: it okay have a great day hey that, that it's it. it's
1: you too. yes sir
0: support at pm magnowavepemf.com and we'll get you some gear send them a message
1: awesome I appreciate it you're thank welcome
0: you. uh-huh bye-bye okay. you know that was a great question and we get that all the time and and it, it it's hard because PEMF is a fantastic modality, and uh, and it's different today because there's a lot of people uh, providing this therapy, so you need you need something to stand on. You need to be able to say that you that you have a particular level of of training and and that type of thing and and you have a particular menu that you follow. A lot of people like the menu at Wendy's, some people like the menu at Chick-fil-A or they like the menu at McDonald's or they like what a particular company stands for or how they like and so their customers either agree with them or they don't. If they don't you can't change their mind. If they do, you've got somebody that understands where you're going and what you're doing uh, for the people that you're supplying services to. Great question. Uh, any other questions up there, Brad, that we need to take a look at before I go on? If you'd like to, uh, let me make sure there's nothing else here. Um, nope, just that one message there. Doesn't look like any other questions uh, at this point. So let me go on here to uh, to take a look. Um, there is a question, a person, let me see if I can... Um, Apparently we are told that all competitions are banning high voltage PEMF and that the semi versus the example of the Pulse Pro or many other things are out there. Let me be specific. They're not banning high voltage PEMF. That's not what's taking place. The FEI, and the only board that has done this at this point, now maybe some other competition, CDI and various other competition uh, re- regulating boards are going to adopt this same uh, situation, but the FEI came out last, oh, late last year, I believe it was September, I may be wrong on my time, and stipulated that high voltage PEMF devices could only be used at a maximum power of 1,000 gauss. And you know that's a whole conversation in its un- in its own. However, uh, there are devices that are high voltage PEMF devices that are available to be used. The semi being one of them that, with certain attachments, does not generate more than 1,000 Gauss. The Gauss is determined by the attachment that you're using. For example, the semi-machine uh, with the paddle will produce upwards of uh, three to 4,000 gauss with that particular paddle. If you go back to the large loop or the large wave wings or the butterfly, you drop below, at a, at specific settings, you drop below or right at 1,000 gauss, which meets the requirements of the FEI, the Federal Equestrian International Guidelines. And for years, they did didn't have guidelines for years they said they were going to establish guidelines and it was all over the board as to what could be used this veterinarian would say this is fine this veterinarian would say this isn't fine this show would say you can use it the other show would say you can't and so it was just really up and down it was never ever banned by the FEI uh, it was never outlawed or ruled uh, as non available by the FEI they simply said that if it's going to be there it's up to the thing up to the veterinarian in charge of the competition. Now, with that said, last year, they came out with a ruling, 1,000 gauss. I happen to feel that that's too low. Um, And it could be, if it was 2,000 gauss, they'd be better off in terms of really being able to be effective in what we're doing. However, 1,000 gauss with the right attachments and the right device is excellent. Now, so that means if they enforce the law, in which they, they instituted the law and then people were buying magnetometers at the store and putting them on and saying well here's what it's showing me not knowing what that number was but it wasn't a thousand and and uh, so they were reading it and saying for example you could have a magnetometer that reads 792 and if you show it to somebody that may be 792 or it could be 7,920 you have to understand what the gap what the meter is reading but they were doing things and so what was happening is all kinds of devices were being used which is fine it's the up to the FBI to learn how to enforce their particular ruling what we did is we learned immediately which one of our devices will fit that ruling we could back it up in fact i've done videos and presented them here showing with the meter that was designed specifically to read these types of of devices the the power output and the gauss output of devices and so we were able to say that our device will meet these guidelines now again many shows did not follow the ruling or they didn't know what was meant what that meant what was a thousand gauss so on and and so forth as it gets uh in line i presume that that these shows will more than likely enforce the ruling with that said if you have a max machine that means that you won't be able to use it in the fei during competition you can use it right up to competition before they go into the competitive area the fenced area if you will or whatever you want to call it However, once in that area, they can be treated with a device that meets the criteria of the FEI. We have the semi, which is a high-voltage device that can operate within the guidelines. Now, if you're doing that and you're going to go to those shows and you know you're going to be there for two weeks, call us because we'll get you a machine. We have machines available for that specific purpose. You can take that machine in, rent it for two weeks, go in, use it in those types of situations until you decide you want to have a machine to use in those situations or whatever. But we have you covered. That's one of the things that sets MagnaWave wave apart. We will have you covered in those situations. If you need something, we will get it to you. I can't say that we've got unlimited supply, but there are not an unlimited amount of shows going on at any one particular time. So typically, this will work for you to get you the solution that you need. And so, but, so to answer the, the question, Bridget's question specifically, to our knowledge, all competitions have not done this at this point. And typically, What they're talking about is the higher level of competition, again, FEI, CDI, the various upper level uh, regulatory bodies for the upper level competition. The the moderate levels are the the standard amateur levels, if you will, are the, the professional levels that are not going in competing for points for national awards or national championships. That has not been the case. I don't see it necessarily being the case because they're using these things to keep these horses healthy, to keep them competitively competing in a particular manner and they want it to uh, to be successful so I don't see it happening in all competitions when it happened in 2000 actually it was about 2008 when the FEI deal came about I think if I'm thinking through it clearly I was afraid oh my gosh what are we gonna do they're not gonna let us use this in FEI I'm done and but really what it did is it helped things I mean if you've got something that is beneficial to a horse that the FEI feels that it gives that horse an unfair advantage uh not not downplaying unfair advantage but it's just a horse that is more capable of performing at its peak than the people on the other side of that thing raising horses bringing horses to competition for the first time saw it as an advantage to use it on their horses to use it on their riders to help them perform in a better manner to better move up the ladder, to get up to the upper echelons of competition. You have to understand, in FEI, in the upper level areas of competition, they don't allow certain injections. They don't allow other pieces of therapy equipment to be used in those competitions. For example, ice was a big deal, and I was involved with this back in the uh, uh, 2000s, and, and that was certain ice machines were producing temperatures below freezing And the FEI and and regulatory board says, we can't have you freezing joints or taking these joints to the area of freezing below 32 degrees because that's dangerous. It's not only dangerous for the animal at that point, but it's dangerous in the competitive arena. So then there were companies, Centurion being one, who created a Boreas machine that could regulate and get down only to 34 degrees. So it would not produce a freezing sensation. Those devices were allowed, and and so it's there are companies that are ma- that were making machines. I presume they're still there that would, in fact, freeze. I don't mean freeze like an ice cube, but bring those kind of temperatures to the area, which certainly would produce a numbing. Type of result that a horse could run through and injure itself, uh, which you don't want to to happen. So, in the FEI, there's a lot of different things that are not allowed, and that's good. And and but on the other hand, you need to there needs to be a balance uh, that's that needs to be looked at, and that's what's taking place today in the thoroughbred industry uh, around the country as to some issues that they're that they're having there, which we can discuss if, if you need to. Let me see if I've had any other calls any questions that have come up brad um to that i need to uh, take a look at it uh lower back pain i have a client that is having lower back pain that feels like it's compressed and constantly pulling they are scared to get pmf done because they don't want to get hurt best way to go about helping low um the pmf is not going to to hurt someone uh, PEMF does not have to be applied at a level that someone would be bouncing off of the off the, of their chair that's are on, and so basically there is no pain to PEMF. And if you put the signal into their body and put it on their back at a very, and and it's all comfort driven. So what I would do is I'd simply put the person in a seat, chair, lay them down, whatever's the best. Put the large loop or the butterfly loop, which might be, uh, or the paddle, something small to stimulate a smaller area of tissue. And I would simply very slowly turn it up. I'd maybe do a treatment at something that they barely feel. Do you feel it? well, I'm hearing it. That's good. But I'm hearing it, but I'm not necessarily feeling it yet. Leave it there for a few minutes. Let them see and feel what's happening, that it's not going to affect them. They'll tell you, I turn it up a little bit more and and let me feel a little bit more of that pulsing. And that's good. But always maintain comfort. If you're providing comfort to your customer, you're not going to provide a situation that is detrimental to what to what they're experiencing so and what I always do if I'm treating particularly men uh, once in a while a woman uh, a a man will sit there and I'll be treating their back and they'll say boy that's good Uh, turn it up a little bit more and so we turn it up a little bit more and I'll say to them is that comfortable and they'll say I can take it that does they didn't say comfortable they said I can take it turn it down you got to listen and learn to understand what people are saying. I can take it is not comfort. I can take it means you're on the edge. And and we don't ever want to be on the edge. We want to be on the area of comfort to the area of the body that you are working with and treat. (coughs) Excuse me. (coughs) To the area of the body that you are treating. So that's how I would simply go about that, Jenna, as I would... uh, treat them comfortably. And if they're very sensitive, there are folks that you put this on and you just begin to barely turn it up and they're and they're not they don't know what they're experiencing. Leave it there. Just go a few minutes longer. Put it very low, just go a little bit longer, and and they'll get up and then they will feel, they will begin to feel a difference. In subsequent treatments they will understand. A lot of times people become frightened of something they don't know. Well, don't give them something they don't know. Give them something that they understand, which is comfort and then proceed accordingly. You have to understand that even at the lower setting, it's the same type of lightning bolt. We're putting the same energy into the body. We're stimulating the blood cells to be better uh, receptive of the oxygen that's available to them. At a lower setting, it just takes a little longer. That's the whole difference between low power and high power. In the low power units, there is no option. They have to go the long period of time to get the results they're looking for. With us, we can be very low and uh, for an extended period of time. But even as low as we go, for example, the the some of our competitor devices that are in the low voltage, low frequency names... range and you can probably guess some of the names but they they operate at 35 gauss is their maximum output our lowest power device that we offer operates at 500 gauss so we are what is that 14 times more energy 14 times stronger than some of those low power devices so it does not even with those devices does not take the hour treatment times, twice a day, those types of of ranges. So you need to understand what we're putting out there, what is available. So it's all about the energy we're delivering. We want to stimulate the cellular membrane to be more permeable, allowing for better oxygenation, better oxygenation, less inflammation, less inflammation, less pain, body in a better position to heal itself. I hope that helps. Uh, If you have any questions, uh, please feel free to text your uh, name and number to 502-599-9722. 502-599-9722. And I'd be happy to uh, answer any questions and talk with you. I love to do that because we can have a conversation back and forth in those situations that we can go deeper into the uh, topics that we're trying to get. Okay, let's see here. We got one uh, wanting to take a look. Let me dial it up so we'll see what we got this is from hazel so let's ring up hazel and see what's going on
1: good morning
0: hey hazel how are you
1: i'm good um i had a friend that had her wisdom teeth out could you give me the protocol for that treat it <laughs> Okay, she had them out yesterday. How, how soon can I treat her? She had them out y- uh, late
0: afternoon. It, it, the same protocol holds for wisdom teeth as with any uh, type of uh, wound that has required opening or bleeding associated with it. Once bleeding is controlled or once bleeding has stopped, then you're free to, to begin to treat. So uh, typically if she had it yesterday, the bleeding probably at this point is pretty well under control or may have even stopped that you could proceed and and begin treatments. Um, When I had my wisdom teeth pulled three or four years ago and you pulled up in the, uh, uh, I believe it's on some of the uh, group pages where we could, that are searched. uh, I began treating um, within hours. The bleeding was not totally stopped but the swelling was really uncomfortable and really getting out of control so i made the made the decision i want to work on the inflammation as long as bleeding does not get any more severe than it is and 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 that was the position that i took but as a rule you would wait till bleeding is uh, under control in my case the bleeding did not change by using the device did not produce more bleeding. So uh, my bleeding actually stopped in the time that they told me it would stop, and I was able to work on the inflammation along the way. And so you just okay, need so to, to did take it. so I a look. use
1: the, the large loop over her head or use the butterflies next to her jaw? I'm not sure.
0: I would maybe, first time out, I'd put the large loop over her head and, and, and uh, where it's resting on her shoulders and coming like this and you're going to be okay. you're going to be penetrating into the jaw area where she had the the teeth or tooth pulled and and you can stimulate it very comfortably from that type of position then as you go i'd hold the the, the large loop either over the over the not the large loop but the butterfly loop over the area like this or over the area in this fashion and um there's Laney. Laney knows we're on the air and she's calling. Maybe she wants to talk to me. I should have answered the phone. But uh, so at any rate, uh, that's how I would approach it. I'd come this way to begin with okay. and then over the, the jaw as you proceed. Okay. All
1: right. Sounds that that, great. Does
0: that help? Okay. Uh, support support MagnaWavePMF.com. We'll get you some gear. All right.
1: Thank you, Pat.
0: Okay. You're welcome. Okay. Thank you. Bye-bye. Okay, if you have any other questions, just put them on the chat box. We do have another call that would like to uh, talk with us. Let me bring this up. Okay, this is Janet. Janet's calling, got some questions for us.
1: Morning,
0: Stephanie. Stephanie, this is Pat Zietmer with MagnaWave. How are you? Says Janet on the phone here, you must, but that's okay. What's up? talk to me
1: just damn it um is there any way or will there be any way to bypass the timer i'm using the Wave pro uh huh which is now the oh isn't it and at the very lowest setting for instance i'd like to sleep with it so it would last longer than 10 minutes
0: oh boy um you know what um that is a very good question um and the the short answer is yes there is a way to because that's a computer-generated machine computer-operated machine Uh and there is a way to program that um but it would require some special programming uh and and we we are in 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 fact in a position in a area where we're redesigning the membrane switches on some of these devices where we could add some other variances. So technically <laughs> it could happen. Could it happen easily on your device at this point? I'm not sure. Um, but that is an, it is an excellent, Uh, question and and I understand and agree with you at on the lower setting on the on that device would be great to be able to have it run for longer periods of time and that's the first time someone's asked the question uh, when we get into those area of devices and and we are making notes of it as as we speak and we will certainly uh, uh, pursue that Um, great question and I, I don't have an answer but we will take a look at it and see what we can do
1: so should I perhaps email it to you so you could put it on your agenda, maybe for that'd be the great in future.
0: That'd be great. We program. did write it down. Uh, we have a whole of, uh, plethora of people in the room with me this morning, and uh, we did write it down. And but if you'd like to send an email, that that makes it more uh, uh, recordable, and uh, we will we will certainly uh, take a look at that. Mm-hmm. And you know what I would suggest, and and what I have done in in some cases, uh, if you do, you do you watch TV when you're getting ready to go to bed or watching bed TV in bed. Yeah. now? Yeah. What I would recommend initially is that you treat yourself for the hour or so that you're watching TV, and then maybe just before you're finished, you know, you turn things off and maybe do one more one more cycle. That way, you don't really need to go all night, but. Mm-hmm. Where it would be beneficial to go for a longer period of time, um, I know that's a pain to to keep uh, turning the machine on, but we're gonna we're gonna do some looking. Okay,
1: great.
0: Uh, thank all right. you. thank you so much. Support at MagnaWavePMF.com to get you some gear. Great,
1: thanks,
0: Pat. Uh huh. Bye bye. You know, there's a, that is a great question uh, as folks think about different ways that they want to utilize the device. That is one of the features that's available on the B2 machine, the brain and body, uh, the low power wave machine. It does have the capability of running for eight hours uh, in, in a situation where someone would want to, to sleep with it. And in fact, I in, do that and uh, use it in that fashion. Uh, to uh, treat various areas that I want to make sure that I'm uh, I'm on top of at, I'm doing this as a test just to see if it does uh, How it does compared to the to the other units and that is something that we're doing just to throw this in So you understand this with our FDA uh, tests that are ongoing now the three the three studies that are in uh, in process we're doing we're doing those studies with three different levels of machines a high power, a mid power, and in fact, a very low power device. Uh, So we can show the results from all three machines at various power levels, speed of result, retention of result, those uh, is the result there uh, with varying devices for varying indications. So we, we, because there's been a lot of things over the years where someone, and people say when they have a competitive machine that does not go into high power range, What's the logical thing to say? Well, you don't you don't need that power. That power is not beneficial. Da 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 da. And then you turn around and you see the same kind of results with high power machines, and you say, Well, yeah, it does. Well, so uh, we've taken the position that we want to put this out there. Let's f- let's see what are the differences between low power, medium power, and and high power. Now, with that said, our lowest power device is 500 gauss, which is 15 times stronger than most of the low power competition out there. But again, we, there's plenty of studies that show what the low, low power stuff does. We want to show through our studies where we are on the low power and medium power and high power devices. So I hope that's uh, clearer and, and understandable. Let's see if we have another one. Uh, we do. So let's see if you have a question. Uh, put it up and we'll take a look at it. But I do have another caller here. So let's do this. And dial it up and ooh, we're moving right along time we started a little late uh, we were talking this morning we may change our start time a little bit here in the so we it's easier to deal with but let's see what we've got here this is uh, Rianne
1: hello hi Rianne hey <laughs> I think you were in the process of um, answering my question uh, with the low intensity high intensity low power okay I'm just um, for some reason, it's just not quite clicking with my brain on the difference between the intensities. I when I, before I bought my my Pulse Pro, I demoed the semi mm-hmm. and or the semi, and I had a lot of people who were saying, "Well, they didn't even feel it." And then when we tried the the Pulse Pro, it was like, "Okay, you could feel it when you turned it up." So I'm just trying to really understand and be able to explain the difference in intensity when I'm turning it up. Is it going deeper? Is it stronger? Or that's just reducing the amount of time we worked?
0: Well, it, all of that. It, it is, in fact, going deeper. It is, in fact, stronger and, in fact, reduces the length of time that you need to, to do it. Uh, the, the strange thing is, is people like to feel something happening. And, and they just do you know you, when you when you go buy a new chair you like to see the vibrance of the color in your room i mean people like to feel something or see something something taking place and so that is certainly a difference the fact that they don't feel it and and here and i'll go into a little bit difference of the signal as well and and it, you you think it's tough to get your head around this wait a minute but, uh, it, it, people like to feel it and with the with the semi machine they really don't feel it until you get up to the higher setting and and but doesn't mean that it's not working at a lower setting Um, you, you follow me there but yeah they're with, still
1: getting the energy whether they feel it or not
0: that is correct they're still getting the energy where they whether they feel it or not so but when you get into the the pulse pro device certainly they're going to feel it now why they feel it sooner on the pulse pro than they do on the semi is because of the signal the signals are the same they both go up and they both come down very rapidly. That's where the healing power has been discovered uh, with that type of signal by Dr. Bob Dennis in the NASA study. It's the slew rate or how quick they fall off on the bottom. But as they go up, the this one this will be analog, this will be digital. So as they go up, the analog system is at a point, the digital system rounds off a little bit, and then they fall down. So they go up. The one goes to the point, the one rounds off, and then they fall straight off. The one that is rounded is more comfortable initially. I mean, it just naturally goes into the body a little easier as far as comfort is concerned. Well, on the lower settings of the digital machine, which means because it's rounded, you don't feel it as much or as rapidly as you do on a pointed signal, okay? Now, with that said, what happens is sometimes with this pointed signal it becomes it'll it'll reach the area that someone can become potentially uncomfortable sooner than they will with the rounded signal so in some cases with the rounded signal you can get a little more energy comfortably which would which would be the situation in the maya and and some of those devices however Again, with that said, most people like to feel something more rapidly, and they get the result that they're looking for from that situation. I, 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 does that help at this point? It's,
1: yeah, I got it does.
0: Um, and so that's that's the way to to explain it. it I always say, and, and maybe you've heard me say this before. The energy is the same. Each signal is identical. The difference is it's like a lightning bolt. You go outside and stand on the front porch during a storm, and you see, you look down the way, or you look across the horizon or across the sky, and you see lightning just going crazy, but you're not hearing it you 're seeing it, but you 're not hearing it then all of a sudden, the bolt of lightning hits across a street uh, a street down not only maybe you don 't see it because of the trees, but you hear it. you almost feel it the energy that 's coming from that bolt of lightning that 's the difference when you turn it up, the lightning bolt is closer when you turn it down, the lightning bolt is down the way it 's the same lightning bolt it 's the same type of energy it's just a little farther away your're that lightning bolt if it's raining if it's raining. Uh, away from you and you come outside an hour later and it didn't rain where you are you still a lot of times breathe that freshness that that of the rain you you feel that freshness of the rain so it still is working even though it's away from you you're still receiving the energy you're receiving the freshness that comes from it and so that's the primary the primary difference between the two just rest in the fact that people like to feel it just make sure they're comfortable is that work?
1: Um, do we have time for one more? Yeah, we do. We do. Have, do you have time for one more question? We do. Okay. Um, so you posted a thing about being very knowledgeable and understanding in the difference between the EMFs and the safe ones and like the healthy ones and then the unhealthy ones, like the cell cell waves and right. all that stuff. I had a thought about the the unhealthy ones are like those man-made cell towers and power lines and microwaves and radio waves but what's the difference between our machines which are also man-made and the other man like i guess i don't know how to answer well okay
0: here here's here's the thing the the type of signal becomes the issue and those man-made forms when you pick up your cell phone and you hold it up to your head or your ear it it doesn't pulse if it did, you'd hear that's the signal you'd be hearing from the person talking to you. You hold it up to your head and you get a constant signal from that device. The high power wires outside, you get a constant, it's, it's like a flood, it's like a waterfall coming off of that particular device. Our device would be like a like a misting rain. You get a drop, you get a drop, you get a drop. Okay? That's not going to make you wet. That's not going to make you soaking wet. And, and so, and then quickly it dries and it's gone. Whereas with the waterfall, you get totally soaked and, and it takes an hour for everything from the, your shirt to your undergarments to your socks to your shoes or longer to dry. And so it's the type of wave that you're receiving from those things. Your microwave is very powerful when it runs for three or four minutes to do something and you happen to be standing right in front of it, looking at it. Our TVs are different today than the old tube TVs, but to to sit in front of a computer is putting a signal into you continuously as you're sitting in front of it. Our signal, on the other hand, is a nanosecond burst of energy that goes in and stops. So you have to, and and this is device specific, but just for our conversation, you would need to put your coil over your head and turn the machine on for 17 hours to get one second of the exposure you get from a microwave or a microwave tower. Uh, and now that's mathematically uh, Cal- calculated so in reality what i always tell people 17 hours for a minute people can wrap their head around a minute and and but that's the difference so it, it is a signal it is electromagnetic signal but at the dosage level that we're putting into the body we're putting it in, in such a it, it will not heat the body Whereas you get too close to other things, you, you can create heat. MRIs, for example, you can only be in an MRI tube for a specific amount of time. And you can only, in some tubes, you can't have any metal. You can't, you know, so metal implants or all those kind of things because the, the intensity of the power from an MRI tube, which is required in order to measure what they need to measure. We're not doing that. We're not measuring those things, so we don't need that continual exposure of power. So that's that's the primary difference. It's the continual signal, the continual exposure. Uh, it, it, a smoke. You you got a fire in a house. You can't be in there uh, inhaling the smoke because it, it, it'll it'll kill you. I mean, it it'll do that. But you can go into a fire, retrieve something, and come back out, and you're okay, right? So. Those kind of things are how how you can think about that, and when you come to explain that to someone, the smoke is a good example. the The uh, lightning bolt is a good example. The, the misting rain, as opposed to a waterfall, uh, and, and you know, a waterfall can knock you down. A misting rain is not going to knock you down.
1: Does that help? So, what's the difference? Yeah, but how is like with the signal that we're putting into the body from our machine? what makes that healthy like i understand that it, it, it goes
0: that that is that is an excellent question what makes that healthy i, I want to say this i want to say this properly the signal is not unhealthy But what the signal does is it penetrates the body to stimulate at a cellular level, cellular activity that allows for better oxygenation and health of the cell, which is healthy. So the signal creates the activity in the body to produce a healthy result. The signal would be unhealthy if it went in there and stayed, didn't go off for a large period of time. That's not a good signal. But a signal that goes in and says hello you water your plants you water your plants for 20 minutes and the plant gets healthy gets the water it needs if i sat out there and watered that plant for three hours i'm going to drown the plant it's it's going to be too water saturated it it it, you follow me so it's not that the signal the signal itself is not dangerous because of the way it's produced the way it goes in, we don't put it in a, a dangerous state would be a signal that does not stop at our power level. That would be dangerous. But a signal that, that is intermittent, as I said, 17 hours to get a minute worth of exposure. It, but what the signal does do, the gas you put in your car, you can't drink. But the gas you put yeah. in your car produces the result that your car can move safely down the street with air conditioning, making you comfortable so it it it, so the gas as long as we don't consume it and we don't consume it you can pump gas into your car and, and inhale the fumes and you're okay but if you put your head down to the thing where you're putting it in for 10 minutes you're not okay so it's it's the it's the it's the manipulation of what's happening that creates the the happy pleasant result
1: okay that makes
0: sense makes it, it's it's, it's sense. take this one also you you got your receptacle on the wall we don't give our children uh hair uh, uh what do you call those things because on paper paper clips and allow them to stick it into the thing if they stick it in the thing it's going to knock them they're going to learn real quick but it, the you know it's just you got to be careful in what you do and how you use what you're using okay does that help that does help. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you. Support MagnaWavePMF.com. We'll get you some gear. Okay, thank you. Uh-huh. Have a great day. Bye-bye. That was a great question, and uh, sometimes I get going on my answers, and I hope I made uh, sense of that i overwhelm myself. Not overwhelm, but sometimes I just... Got to, I get to talking, and I forget what I'm talking about sometimes because... I'm so anyway, are we about out? We had a question? We had, we had a question um, okay. on a different page here. Uh, a client uh, gave her shoulder work uh, after uh, chemotherapy. How long after chemo should she resume shoulder treatment? <coughs> Excuse me. Once the, and, and of course now we can have a question, we can have a comment about outside of the United States and inside the United States. But at any rate, uh, our position in the United States is that if someone is uh, having chemotherapy and they, and they had chemotherapy today, 24 hours, uh, 48 hours, something like that, 24 to 36 hours, letting it get out of the system uh, so you don't uh, have any adverse effects from it or whatever, but 24 hours, let it do its job, let it get assimilated, metabolized into the body, and then you can resume treatments uh, with no issue. There are doctors in the United States, there are people, there are some studies that are being discussed and planned to use this type of stimulation, this type of, of enhancement to chemotherapy at the same time. The reason we don't treat during chemotherapy, the reason we always default to the doctors, it, it's always important to work with the doctor. They make the decisions, They're directs All we're doing is supplying a level of energy to the body for comfort and, and pain relief <clears throat> and let the body better perform to heal itself. Now, with that said, there are some doctors who are sit- sitting back and saying, look, if this does not make my patient uh, feel ill as a result of having this treatment while PMF, care, PMF uh, are, are during uh, chemotherapy, let's let's try it. Let's see what happens. Uh, that's what's happening with the momentum of of this today is, and how doctors are taking a look at it, how people are using it in studies to see what can, what can happen our position is we are delivering energy to the body uh, mechanical stimulation for comfort and wellness and you know it's the same thing there's a lot of things that doctors are going to tell you not to take or not to do if you're taking a particular medication you always want to check that no matter what's what you're doing Uh, somebody you know so you, you mess up your ACL you don't want to work out for a period of time you may have some therapy that you do with it but you want to limit what you do so you don't damage what they have done or what they're trying to do with you uh, in your uh, uh, as you're striving for health and wellness uh, in your life and body great question anything else anything else Brad Uh, we're actually uh, out of time uh, today if there's nothing else uh, actively on the board We're good. Okay, Uh, gee, we didn't get to uh, the the conversation on what's going on in the thoroughbred world at this point uh, in some of the various jurisdictions of thoroughbred horse racing, uh, which we will do. Uh, We're going to create some videos today and some response and talking with some doctors and people about uh, our position on those particular questions and activities and to uh, move forward in that area. So thank you uh, for being with me this morning. I always enjoy being here. Look forward to being with you, if not next Tuesday, because we'll be in New York, the following Tuesday to answer your questions about MagnaWave, PEMF, training, certification, whatever it may be. Wave on for better health. Have a great day. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye.